All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hey, Tim. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves. I hope you're doing well. A nice Friday, the Friday before Christmas. No, because there's a Friday next oh, this, week. This is Well, there is a Friday next week, yes. But is Christ- Christmas fall on Friday? Yeah. It does. So it's the Friday before Christmas. It's, it's, it's a great time of year, Tim. Very excited. We all we had a big Christmas episode planned tonight. We were all excited. We were going to do Christmas wish lists for all the teams. We had it all lined up, and then hockey happened. There's lots of news hitting the wire today, so we're going to break down some big, big news, some big happenings, some sad news, some interesting news, some confusing news, and some just I think news that'll really make me smile. And, and we'll, we'll start with, um, well, let's start with a little one. So the NHL is, is trying to generate revenue. They're trying to find any way to, to just make money this year. They're not going to make it through TV deals because the TV ratings last year stunk. They were down 61% from the year prior. Nobody bought into the NHL playoff format. As exciting as it was, as great as it was, as much of a success as it was because no one got sick and they, you know, handed out the Stanley Cup. No one watched. Apparently no one watched. And that had something to do with the Stanley Cup finals. Dallas and Tampa Bay, not exactly as sexy finals if you're a hockey purist, if you're one of these guys who loves the original six, or if you're just a casual fan, you're not going to tune in for Tampa Bay and Dallas. No offense to those two teams, but that's just the facts. So the NHL is thinking, how can we make money? How do we generate some money to put some green in our owners' pockets? Let's see what we can do. And they went the way of European hockey. Ads on helmets. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this, Tim? Because I think, I think this is going to be approved. There's no way the owners, owners are going to poo-poo this. 
it might just be a one year thing where they just let it slide because they need that money. Initial thoughts. What is your a thoughts on this and B how big of a graphic do you think they're going to go? So, so I guess you're saying slam dunk, no doubt. This is absolutely a response to the revenue loss from 2020. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. This, this is a knee jerk reaction. We need money. How can we do it? Let's put advertisements on our helmets. I wouldn't be surprised if they have them on their jerseys, their pants, just go full European for a year and just sell these players out advertisements everywhere. Let's make as much money as we can and then go back to normal the year after. That's what I'm thinking. That's going to happen. No, that won't happen. I mean, ads on the ice. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. We might see some ads on the ice. Like all that's been talked about, all that we've seen rumors of so far is just ads on the helmet. That's as far as they've gone so far. So, I don't think it's a horrible idea. I mean, like, it, I think it could, it, some fun could be made of it. Um, one one person on Twitter said, hey, how about instead of making revenue, you can have some ads to support local businesses, right, that are struggling. It's a nice thought. Never going to happen. The league just doesn't operate that way. Um, I, I'm kind of wondering, what do you think in terms of, like, was this, was this going to happen eventually anyway? Like, were they always going to go this direction at some point? It's been brought up before. It hasn't actually happened. But do you feel like eventually the league, even if 2020 didn't happen the way that it did, they were going to start selling ads on the jerseys and helmets? Well, yeah, they've been trying to push. They've been pushing the jersey ads for a while. And it it started with the practice jerseys getting ads on them. Because when I started, there was no advertisements on the practice jerseys, nothing. It was just a clean jersey, the logo on the front, your number on the back. That was it. Midway through my career, we started seeing advertisements on the jerseys. And that was fine. Like, it's a practice jersey. No one really cares. And then the the noise started with the game jerseys. And the players pushed back, and we didn't want that. So we, we kind of fought it back. But I do think if you start with the helmets, like everything else, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And they're going to try to get as much as they can and as much money as they can. And that means putting advertisements everywhere. We like, and I mentioned the European leagues, you see it over there. They have advertisements all over their uniform. It's the front, it's the back, it's the pants, it's the shin guards. It's everywhere. The helmets, every spot they can throw a company, they throw a sticker in there. It doesn't look terrible. I just think it takes away from the overall look. You don't know what team you're playing. You don't know what the team name is because you're just, your your eye it's just like too much it's overload when you look at a player because it's just like advertisements advertisements yellows and brights and then oh there's the crest in the middle it it just takes away from the player and the team so i hope they don't go overboard but it's a money game baby people want to make money and during this climate no one's making money so if this is the only way where you can generate a little greenback you have to look down this this road. And owners aren't going to say no to Goodyear Tire coming in and saying, hey, we want to throw some advertisements on the puck. Or we, we want to throw some advertisements on, on the stick tape. You know what I mean? I, I just don't see them saying no to that. So I do think this year you'll see advertisements on a helmet, be it for Pepsi or Coke or whatever it may be. And then some big company is going to throw a, an insane number at them and say, hey, you know, this is Burger King. Can we put our logo on your shoulders? Oh, you know what? Man, no. Well, what if we give you 50 million bucks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Then you have Burger King on the shoulders. Then it's going to start It's going to start there. So I, I see it going that direction, but hopefully next year they just do a little logo on the helmet. You know, one side, maybe on the back. I don't know where they would put it because teams are getting kind of – they get, you know, creative with their helmets, with the numbers and the logos and stuff like that. But 
I don't think it's a terrible thing, but I do think it is a very slippery slope. And I don't want this to turn into European hockey where it's just it's just like a walking billboard. I don't like that look. I think the NHL is better than that. Yeah, I agree. I think you make a good point. Like, it's it's not a bad thing. And even as I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, logo on a helmet is – or, a, you know, an ad on a helmet is not a huge deal. But it is a slippery slope, like you said. And those teams out in, like, those those – those semi-pro leagues or whatever out in like Eastern Europe or the Scandinavian leagues, the guys have just head to toe, like head to toe, just covered in an ad. It looks like a Michael Bay movie. It's just nonstop. And then it's, it's atrocious. It's hideous to look at. And it's yeah. going to be distracting too. It's going to be hard to watch as a fan where these guys are just billboards. Um, I can't see them ever going that far. I think that would be extreme. And I think, I don't think anyone thinks it's going to go that far. Uh, but it is, yeah, it, I, I wonder slow. if Adidas has something in the contract too, because they pay a lot of money to be the sole Jersey producer, productor for the NHL. So I wonder if there's something in their contract where it says, listen, we're the only company who could be on this Jersey, but I don't know. It's all in the contracts in the fine print. That's uh, above my pay grade. Lawyers make a ton of money to, to figure that stuff out. So I um, will not be looking into that, but we'll see. It's uh, I don't know. The owners like money. And they'll do anything for money. So should we should we get an ad for a drop in the gloves on one of these teams? Yeah. Does anybody want to do an ad on my show? I'll I'll shout out your company for fifty bucks. I don't care. No. I meant no. We need to advertise our our show on a no. team uniform. No. Let's if you could, the Bruins. if you could pick one, I would not pick the Bruins. Which team? Obviously, you'd pick the Bruins. Toronto. Uh, right? Toronto. They'd be too. They would be too expensive. I don't even know. Nobody drops the gloves anymore. Which team do you think is going to lead the league in fighting this year? Uh, I have Flyers? I have no idea. Who led it last year? I have no – like, nobody fought. Maybe Washington? Maybe Vegas? Vegas, yeah. I don't know. Michael Haley signed in Ottawa. I really like that signing. He's going to bring some grit. So that will kind of spice up that. And Kyle Clifford's in Toronto, so they all have a few dust-ups. But, yeah. Gone are the days where teams have hundreds of fights a year, which is sad. It's a sad, sad league. It really is. Like, this whole league has turned into just European hockey, which is not a bad thing, but it is a bad thing. So, anyways, moving on. So, that was one of the little tidbits today in the news. Another one is a, is a curveball. A curveball for the NHL. Everything was buttoned up. Return to play. Everybody was happy. The CBA is going to stay the way it is. We got these four new divisions. And then here comes Justin Trudeau. Piece of work, Justin Trudeau, the Canadian government, the public health and safety, they say, whoa, 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 back the truck up. We might not be able to play hockey at all in Canada. We're going to be very, very, very conservative with this whole thing, and we're not going to give you any free passes, NHL. We're not going to give you any special conditions just because you're the NHL, just because you make us billions of dollars, just because you're the sport of Canada, just because when everybody thinks of Canada throughout the world, they think of hockey. No, 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 no. We're not going to give you any special treatment because of that. You're just like everybody else, which is insane for the first point. That's absolutely insane. NHL players in Canada at this point in time are not like everybody else. I'll just state that. I know it's no one wants to hear it. NHL players at this point are not like everybody else. That's just that's just fact one. And so for the government to treat them like everybody else is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Two, to cancel a whole season because you are just trying to do the right thing, air quotes, you think you're doing the right thing, is absolutely insane. 
they played a whole playoff season in Canada. Whole playoffs. 24 teams came. They played. They were there. They played for a long time. Everybody was safe. There wasn't one, one positive case. And now all of a sudden, you're saying, we don't want seven teams to play in Canada because they might, they're going to fly back and forth. This might be bad. It's absolutely crazy. It doesn't make any sense when you look at it. Everybody says, we're going to look. We've got to you know, follow the science. They're not following the science. They're just, yeah, but the playoff was a bubble. This is completely different. Right? It's not, if you do it the right way and you make these teams a little bubble in their own city and they, they do testing, which they're going to be doing testing up the yin-yang. You test these guys every single day. They jump on a plane. They go to a rink. They jump on a bus. They play the game. They jump back. It will be a bubble. But it won't be like a, a hotel bubble. It'll be a Vancouver Canucks bubble, Toronto Maple Leafs bubble, an Edmonton Oilers bubble. At the rate they're going to test, everything will be fine. And the fact that they can't do that, but my dad can go to work and go visit people and like see 20, 20 people, 30 people, 50 people a day, it just it's, it doesn't make any sense. It honestly doesn't make I can't wrap my head around it. To, to, to say we're going to cancel the league and you guys have to go to the States, it just it boggles my mind. So our guy, Frank Saravelli, tweeted earlier today, said more coming on his show, but basically talking about the potential that having no choice but to move all seven Canadian clubs to the U.S. for the 2021 season if agreements can't be reached without or with provincial health authorities. So meaning like each of these, each of the Canadian provinces has to take it upon themselves to agree and buy into all this stuff. And if that agreement can't be reached, the hockey won't be played there. And it brings up the possibility that all of the Canadian teams will be, will be hosted and, and have United States cities as their home city. NHL teams and other professional sports must, must operate within the rules of their provincial jurisdictions for sports or sporting events. It just is stupid. It honestly is. It honestly is just going above and beyond. It's like, just let them play. They're going to be smart about it. They don't want the NHL to fail. They want to generate money. Why not just give them a little rope? It's the NHL. You know, it's the NHL. If you're in Edmonton, you're going to treat the Edmonton Oilers like you're going to treat a a minor league team in Edmonton. It's completely different. They they have more assets to make this work than a, a junior team does, a junior B team does. They have the ability to make this work better than some. Like I played for the Grimsby Peach Kings in Grimsby, Ontario. I understand Grimsby being shut down. We don't have the money. We can't do the testing. We can't figure this out. The Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, could figure this out. So to to treat us the same is absolutely insane. So I just don't understand it. I don't like it. I think Justin Trudeau has to go. This is the final nail in the coffin. He's, He's absolutely insane. He needs to go back to teaching drama at Toronto University and just go away. My dad hates him. My family doesn't like him. I don't like this. They need so, to stay in Canada. It was it was it was too good to be true. A Canadian division. It was too good to be true. They had to take it away from us. So that's so anyways, that's, that's the point right now. So if if this happens, then the Canadian division doesn't make sense anymore, right? Yeah. And so I guess which NHL or which uh, U.S. cities do you think could be potential host sites for some of these Canadian franchises? Well, this is the exciting the exciting thing. So there's seven teams now that will be without a home. They will be nomads. They will be like the Toronto Raptors were, the Toronto Blue Jays were, because obviously the country hates fun, and they kick those two teams out of the country. So where do they go? You mentioned a great um, option right off the bat, Tim. You said Seattle. That's that's a no-brainer. I think Vancouver picks up shop, 
just travels a couple, it's not even a hundred miles. I would imagine just boom, right, right across the border settles down in Seattle. They get to christen the new crack and rink with the Vancouver Canucks team. It's a great location. It's a great, you know, fit. Will Seattle allow it? Do you think they would say, okay, here's our, here's our brand new state of the art facility. Here's our brand new uniforms. Here's our brand new like locker room. Here you go, Vancouver, take a dump all over it and you can play here. You think they would let them do that? I think they would. I don't know if they give them like the locker room they're building for the Kraken, but I think it's a great way to like test your site and in a way that you can control before it's like, it's like a soft launch of a store or something, right? It's like, Hey, have this team play here where there's no like emotional investment for us. There's no like personal investment in this, in the success of this season yet. Well, while an NHL team is playing here, practicing here, using the facilities, test everything. And then you're ready. You're ready to go and make adjustments for next year. Yeah, this is exciting for Gary Bettman. If I'm Gary, I'm getting a little excited because you can test out markets. He loves expansion. He loves tinkering with the league and moving teams and adding teams. This is exactly what you said. This is a soft open for a market. So if you're Gary Bettman and you're like, hmm, well, I wanted to put a team in Houston. We didn't make it happen. Boom. Houston's first on my list. Hmm, Where else do we want to go? Maybe New Orleans. Put a team in New Orleans. Okay, Milwaukee. Let's put a team in Milwaukee. You have all these markets that people have been trying to get teams there for years, and it just hasn't worked because, A, there's not enough teams to go around, and, B, everyone's worried that it wouldn't be able to sustain a team. Now you don't have to worry about fans. No one's coming to the games. They're not allowed to. So you stick a team there. You see how the fans react, if it's positive, negative. It's a win-win all around. So if I'm Gary, I'm like, this is, you know – this could be actually pretty nice. Yes, there's logistics. You have to get the players there. You have to get the families there. You have to get housing. You have to deal with a lot of stuff just in order to do this. Which, by the way, hello, Canada, makes COVID worse, you, you dum-dums. You, you're so concerned about this virus. Well, we got to protect Canada. We got to protect Canada. You know what? Don't worry about the USA. We're just going to dump everybody in the States and relocate everybody. And it's just a complete disaster if we do it that way. But we're protecting Canada. We're, we're really worried about everyone's safety. So, what so are, it just, what are, it's so, it doesn't make sense, Tim. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense at all. These people are just trying to save their own hides. It's like, oh, we don't want anybody to test positive. So we're going to lock everybody in their basements and we're not going to play hockey. And the world is going to be fine. What are no. what are some other potential cities do you think that could host a, a Canadian team? You just want me to gloss over that so bad. Oh, it's funny. To see you squirm. If if you guys could see Twim, Tim gets so uncomfortable whenever I start talking about like politics like that. I'm not telling people who to vote for. I'm just giving my opinion. I think it's a joke that they would leave Canada. It's a travesty to the game. It should it should not happen. But anyways, so Another good option would be another team in Chicago. I think that's a no-brainer. They have the Chicago Wolves Stadium. It's a huge city. Imagine throwing Winnipeg in Chicago or Winnipeg in Minnesota. How great would that be? Yep. Putting putting these teams in another city like Chicago would get one. I could see Minnesota getting one. They have another big rink they could use. There aren't, gosh, there aren't that many rinks that could sustain an NHL team. But again, you don't need fans. So you could really go anywhere. You could pick any AHL city. You could pick any East Coast city. Like the, the the possibilities are endless. What well, what's a fun one that you could think of? Uh, I mean, Seattle was the first one I thought of. You named most of them, and we even talked a few weeks ago about which like could be a potential expansion team. I think most of these cities sound like a boring answer, but I think a lot of these big cities could just straight up host two teams, no problem. Like Chicago, like New York, Boston, like Buffalo. Maybe you think they could host another team? 
Yeah, well, what would be really interesting is it would throw a wrench in the divisions. It would be neat to see all the teams in the West throw them in the East. You know what I mean? The teams in Eastern Canada throw them in the West. Like take Toronto and throw them in Stockton. Oh, imagine. You know what I mean? And so have Toronto play the Western teams, take Edmonton, throw them in Buffalo or throw them out East in a Hartford or any team out East. It would be so cool to see the majority of the West go East and the East go West and just kind of throw a wrench in everybody's plans. It would be great. I think that would be, Gary's got to be licking his chops. I hope so. Manchester, New Hampshire. They have a really nice arena there. The airport right there. They can go anywhere on the East coast. That'd be, that'd be a good location too. Yeah. There's a lot of like neat options that I think if Canada drops the ball in this, which they probably will because they dropped the ball in everything. Um, I think this will be great. And yes, it pushes back the start date dramatically because you have to uproot seven teams and find new homes and get this, the rink ready and get everything ready for games. And that takes a lot of time. Like this isn't just one team at the last minute. You have this seven teams and seven times 23 is what Tim, that's like 160 players plus family plus staff plus everything that goes along with a hockey team. That's a lot of logistics to kind of work your way around and sort through. Then the border, then you have to quarantine, all this stuff. So, like, why would Canada wait until this point to – honestly, Canada, get your act together. I'm Canadian. Like, it pains me that the so-called hockey country is just trying to ruin the NHL. It. Uh, I hope this is a big joke and we wake up tomorrow and we're like, oh, we're just playing around. Merry Christmas joke. Ugh. Justin Trudeau. Speaking of jokes. Anyways. Twenty twenty already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Thank goodness. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be more efficient which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike the other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause at any time. There are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out for a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Listen, it's their best offer anywhere, right here on my show. So go to Indeed.com right now, backslash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, listen up, fellas. 2020 has not gone so well. It's almost the New Year's, which means our sponsor, Manscaped, is stepping up their game. Manscaped is the best male grooming and they offer precision engineered tools tools for your body hair. They are helping 2 million men and counting all over the world to get rid of all that disgusting hair all over your body. Listen, I trim my ear hair 
two weeks ago, I go into the bathroom. I'm wearing these masks. So the mask is hanging off the ear. And I'm like, what is hanging off my mask? I'm like, oh, my hair is getting long. No, it's my ear hair. I'm like, what is happening with my ear hair again? So I get out my Manscaped trimmer, trim that bad boy up, take my shirt off, about to jump in the shower. I'm like, what is that disgusting thing on my chest? Oh, it's my chest hair. That's okay. I got the lawnmower 3.0, baby. I break out the lawnmower 3.0. It's fully charged. It's got a battery that lasts forever. Jump in the shower with this thing. It's waterproof. I start going down on my chest. I'm like, you know what? The shoulders could use a little trim, baby. Hit the shoulders, hit the chest, hit my neck. I'm ready to roll. Anyways, go to manscaped.com to get all of this and more. The charging station is great. It's got a light on the trimmer. Get the nose and ear hair. You'll be feeling fresh for the new year the christmas party the new year's eve party get the ball drop you're making out with your wife it's going to be great anyways everybody it's christmas time i'm giving you 20 percent off just on dropping the gloves this is just my show so you go to manscape.com i'm going to get you 20 percent off and free shipping but you have to use the promo code john scott 20 manscape.com promo code john scott 20 you're going to get 20% off free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping. That's almost 30% of your order at manscaped.com. Get it for your son. Get it for your husband. Get it for yourself. It's going to be a great new year. You're going to be shaved. You're going to be feeling sexy. So get out there. Get out there, everybody. Cheers. On a lighter note, Henrik Lundqvist isn't playing next year. That's not a lighter note. Well, compared to Canada, it is. (laughs) Uh. So, but in all seriousness, this kind of caught me by surprise. How did you take this news, Tim, when you saw it? Oh, definitely shocking. I mean, we all knew Lundqvist is getting up there. And this, I think he saw a chance to get a little bit of a a fresh start and a a clean sheet and to be able to play for for a team that's got to be a serious cup contender. Um, and then obviously he had some health issues been dealing with and released a, a statement today and then a pretty heartfelt video about he's got some heart issues and he's just not able to play. It's not worth the risk to him. And he's going to basically just take care of himself, recover and figure out what is going to come next. But the question is, is this, is this kind of the nail in the coffin for him? I think he's hanging up his skates. He's not going to say it yet, but I, I think it's based on his health, right? Because his comments were, he left the door open. He said, I'm going to, you know, take a couple weeks off, wrap my head around this and figure out what we need to do to move forward. And then we'll make a decision. But gosh, going out like this is, it's not how you want to go out. He, he seemed excited to join Washington. He was rejuvenated. Obviously last year didn't work out with the Rangers. He was splitting time. He had a up and down year. It just, his playoffs weren't, you know, Henrik Lundqvist esque. So I hope he can get back into the league and kind of sort out his issues. No one knows what he's dealing with. So, gosh, it's it's just a tough way. He's such a great goaltender, and to see it kind of go out like that, it's sad. You know, he is. I didn't realize he was sixth all time in NHL wins. Wow, that's that's an incredible number, and to just go out not on your sword as like the old you know tales. You better either come back or come back on your sword, stuff like that on your shield. Yeah, so it's just sad. You know, he he's one of those competitors who. When I first got traded to New York, I was so nervous. You're always nervous when you practice with a new team. I went out there, was at the practice rink. Um, 
I remember I scored my first two shots in Lungfist. I was like, this is great. Like, this is one of the best goalies ever. I went like shelf and then low pad. And I didn't score on him the rest of the practice. And he just shut me. I don't know if he let me score the first two goals, but I was so happy. And then I realized how good of a goaltender he was because he literally shut out every single player that practice. And usually the thing with him is he never stopped working. And it was just, it's contagious when you see your starting goaltender who's 30 ish years at that point he's an MVP he's like a Vesna winner he's just this all-around great player and he's working so hard you're like gosh I guess I got to work hard too he's the last guy on the ice and with starting goaltenders a little story usually this starter will leave the ice you know after practice he doesn't want to take any more shots he's played the night before he's playing the next night he just wants to get off the ice Lungfist did not leave the ice till the last guy left the ice and another thing that's funny is usually when the players start practice they just kind of skate around and fire pucks into the net you know, it's just a warm-up. You're just getting your body warmed up. You're just shooting pucks in the net, skating around. He would stand in the net, and he would try to save every single shot that the players would take. Like, I'm not even kidding. Every single one. So if three guys were taking a shot, he'd take the first one, try to get the second one, dive across for the third one. And I, I'd never seen anything like it. I haven't seen anything since, even in pickup hockey. Like, the goalies get out of the net. They stretch. Lundqvist gets in the net. He doesn't want any pucks across that, that red line. It, it was incredible. And he did that every single practice. So I was like, man, this guy, he like really loves playing hockey. So it's sad to see like he's, he has to take a year off. Who knows what's going on with his heart? Did he have COVID? I don't think so, but maybe he's a COVID risk because of his heart issues though. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he even had a heart issue when I played with him or played against him. This is uh news to me. I wonder if Washington had any idea before they signed him. They must not have. No. Cause I think this came out of left field, but Anyways, hopefully King Henrik can get back on his feet and we'll see him in the NHL sooner than later because he's a good goalie. I was excited to see him in a Capitals uniform. That first game against New York, how cool yeah, would that have been? would have been awesome. He was there for 15 years. Like, that's a long stretch for a goaltender, for anybody, really. You know what other stat I saw when I was ch- like researching that? Number five all-time for wins is Marc-Andre Fleury. Is that right? Yes. I would have thought Lundqvist had more. I know. Can you believe that? He's fifth all-time in NHL wins. That's crazy. Yeah, I just thought that was a remarkable stat. I, I, he might be one of the most underrated goalies ever. Don't you think? If he's number five all-time in wins. Is he, a, is he a for sure Hall of Famer? I would think so. He's won two or three Stanley Cups. I think he won a Conn Smythe one year. I don't know if he's won a Vesna, but yeah, he, he has to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt. You know, Had success in the international stage. Big-time success in the NHL. But he, for some reason, he's underrated. He's a backup now, which is insane. He was a backup last year. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. But anyways, moving on, Tim. What do we got next? Uh, our little our little buddy, Anthony DeClaire, signed a contract today. And boy, did he prove me wrong. He signed for $17 million. The, Good for him. Uh, Six-year contract. Had, I had no idea he was going to get that kind of money. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, okay. Sorry. The decimal point was in the wrong spot. $1.7 million. He signed for $1.7 million. Here's my question I'm going to pose to you. Do you think he turned down a larger contract when free agency opened? Do you think a team came in and said, hey, Anthony, 2.5 for one year. Take it. And he's like, no, 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 I'm worth more. Do you think that happened? Absolutely. And 2.5 was the exact number I was thinking. I think that that was like – his minimum, and he wasn't even – he's like, no, no, I can do better. And now he's like – just cost himself 800 k 
Yeah, so he's coming off a year where he scored 29 goals. He had a few assists. He had a, it was his career year. By far, yeah. he had the most points last year than he had in any other year. His rookie year had 22 goals, but this, this was his year. Last year, he made 1.65. So if you're coming off a year where you made 1.65 and you just blew the doors off it, you, you scored a ton of goals, you're expecting to get a hefty, hefty raise. You're like, I'm going to fire my agent. I'm going to have suitors coming at me left and right. I don't want to give him that 3% because this is going to be a big contract. I'm going to get $20, $30 million. I'm not going to give him $3 bucks. First day, you get a couple offers for $3 bucks. You're like, no, no, no. I'm going to wait for a long-term deal. And you just sit there and you sit there and you sit. We talked about it on the show many, many times. I can't believe he signed for this low. Do you think he panicked because he doesn't have an agent? Maybe. I mean, he doesn't have, I mean, but even if he doesn't have an agent formally, he must have guys like coaching him or advising him through this whole thing. Right. I have no idea. It, this is the, the only people who are their own agents nowadays are the guys who are franchise players. Yeah. They know they're going to get a contract. They know it's going to be long-term and they know exactly how much they're going to get because they are franchise players. You know, that you don't see a guy who's their own agent, who's a fringe third, fourth line guy. It's very rare to see that. So for him to kind of take that leap and say, you know what, I'm doing it on my own. And I don't want to knock him. I don't think he has a degree in uh, marketing or business management or accounting or anything like that, or being an agent. I don't think he, he has a degree in that, but I don't know. I would never, ever, 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 ever have done that ever. Every cent I gave my agent, totally worth it. He, he earned every single penny because he got me contracts. I had no business getting. Like I rightfully should have been out of the league years before I, I finished just because he battled for me. He talked to GMs. He, he talked them into it and he was a salesman and he sold teams, John Scott. And without that, I would have been out of the league years before. So if you're a player growing up, go to Octagon hockey, ask for Ben Hankinson, tell him John Scott sent you because he is the best agent in hockey, hands down. And he's a nice guy. So it's a win-win all around, but 1.7. Oh, for one year in Florida, which is also funny because Mike Hoffman left Florida, the, the other big name free agent on the market who now has to go to Boston, you would think. He's yeah. But I mean, his name's not even being linked to anyone right now. He's been like, there's been nothing about him lately. And it makes me wonder, like, I mean, if you look at this Duclair signing, what do you think that means for uh, Hoffman in terms of salary? He can't be happy. I, I told, I, I, I've been telling everybody, Anthony Duclair will sign for two or 2.5. That was my number for him. And Hoffman's going to be three or 3.5. So if Dukes is getting 1.7, if I'm Hoffman and I can get 3 million right now or 3.5, I am taking it Yeah, because the money's not there. Yeah. It might be 3 million. That might be the best he's getting right now. I know because apparently the market's dried up. Teams aren't spending money. There's no money in the system. I guarantee you owners gave GMs a number and they said, listen, we cannot spend more than this. We are hemorrhaging money. We're not having fans. We're not having concessions. We can't spend money. It's just not happening. And Mike Hoffman's sitting there going, hey, 30 goal score last six years. Come on, everybody. And there's just, there's not enough money to go around. And it's just the reality of the market. And he's just going to have to bite the bullet and sign. And what if he signs for 2 million bucks? You know, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, way below market value. So if I was a team, like we said, I'd lowball them. I'd be like, I'll give you three years, six million bucks, seven million bucks. A lot of money, change your life, life changing money. Take it. 
because we're going to walk. We're going to go sign Fiala or uh, Hala, whoever's out there. One of those Hala names. Hala, yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, 1.7. I'm going to text him one more time to try to get him on the show. <laughs> he's going to be, you know, he's probably turned his phone off at this point. Oh, we can do the roast of Anthony Duclair. Oh, that would be great. That would be really great. But anyway, surprising. Good signing for Florida. Oh, yeah. They, they lost Hoffman. They lost Dad, Dad enough. They needed a winger who could score. And Dukes will get you, you know, if you put him in the right position, he'll get you 20. You know, put him on the second line. Let him fly up and down the rink. He, a 20 is a good year for him, like a really good year. I think he, he settles in at 15. That, that's, that'll be a good year for him as well. But 20 is over exceeding expectations. So anyways, 1.7, that's a tough pill to swallow. Any last thoughts on that, Tim? No, just the final piece of news here. Uh, another, just everything came out just today. We had a whole other episode, and then just all this news was dropping. This one not as big, but Alex Steen retired. He had some spinal injuries, so he's he's hanging up his skates. I didn't realize he's been in the league for so long. He's thirty six years old. He played for fifteen years, I think four with Toronto or six with Toronto, and the rest in St. Louis. Uh, he amassed six hundred twenty two points in a thousand and eighteen games. Won the cup last year with St. Louis, so obviously he's pretty much going out on top. Uh, good player, underrated, I would say. I, that number surprised me, the 622 points. So just he's averaging basically the, what is that, in an 80-point game, 50 points a year. Um, yeah, he was a serviceable player. He was a good yeah. second-line guy. Yeah, and he was he a guy you ever had to game plan around or anything? Any run-ins with him on the ice or in the hallway or anything? Well, not really game plan, just because St. Louis always had better players than him on the team. You know, you would game plan for Tarasenko or Ryan O'Reilly or even David Backus when he was around. But Steen was always something you have to watch out for because he, he reminds me of a Bergevin or a Krejci, a guy who can facilitate. He's always in the right spot. He's really you know responsible defensively. The only thing that he had the, the tinted shield, so you always knew where he was on the ice. But good player, good all around player. It's uh, what did he need to retire for? What was wrong with him? He has some issues with his uh, spine and his back. Oof. Yeah. See, yeah, you don't want to mess with that. Anytime you get you know the spine and the back, and you're talking potential life-threatening injuries where you're going to be paralyzed. You got to, you got to back up a little bit. Yeah. I, well, Pat Coletta, I played with him for a few years and he would run himself through the wall, messed up his neck. He, like he has a hard time sleeping now. He's had a couple surgeries on his neck. It's just, it's scary stuff when you start dealing with that. So yeah, good career, you know, 15 years. That's a heck of a run. Won the cup. You know, what else can you say? He had a good career. He left it all out there. He's a good, good, honest player. Never really played dirty, so sad to see him go. But, uh, you know, well, what can you say? He had a good, long 15-year career. People would kill for that, so good for him. Cheers to Alex Steen. Yeah, he had some big years, too. He had, he had a couple of years where he scored. I mean, one year he had 33, 33 goals and 62 points. A year after that, backed it up to 24 and 64. So he's had some some big seasons in this league. So underrated player, I would say, for sure. Yeah, nothing to sniff at. Good guy. So, okay. If Toronto goes to San Jose to play their games in San Jose, how cool would that be? Uh, imagine. Oh, that would be amazing. Or they go to Stockton or somewhere. And I, uh, I hope Gary does that. Something fun like that. Oh, and put McDavid in the East Coast. That would be so great. You have to do that. Oh, you have to. I'm totally I'm, I'm bought in on that. You have to do this. We should write a letter. Yeah. We you know Batman's to- number. Give him a call. I do know his number. Well, you want to call him right now? Yeah, <laughs> surprise him on the show. Hey, Gary. 
we got an idea. <laughs> I don't think he would answer, but that would be great. It, it'll be interesting because if they want to start January 13th, like the clock is ticking. Like it, it literally is less than a month away. People need to start making plans. I, I guarantee you they're just freaking out right now because that is a bombshell to drop. It's an absolute bombshell. Oh, uh, John, can you imagine McDavid in a division with Crosby and Ovechkin in 2021? How fun would that be? Oh, my goodness. It would be insane. Yeah. Throw Tampa Bay in there. Just throw all the good teams in one division. (laughs) It would be be so fun to watch. Barzal and McDavid going up and down the ice. Are you going to be okay? It's just, this is, yeah. I'm just, yeah, you're on to something here. They better do this. I hope you get a call. Well, I think it makes too much sense. If, If Canada does drop the ball on this, which, like I said, they probably will. You have to have fun with it. You can't just go, okay, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. You're just going to go play in the in the West, you know? No, there's no reason to. Yeah. Take Toronto right. and put them in Montana. You know, go to Wyoming. Fargo. Go to, go to Utah, somewhere cool. Like, just have fun with it. Go to South North Dakota. I you're describing my road trip, John. I know. Well, there's so many great spots out there where you could throw an NHL team. Duluth. And... Yeah, Duluth, Minnesota, all these teams. Houghton, Michigan. Yeah. Lo- we got a rink. We got an NHL rink up there. People would love it. I don't know. And if you're concerned about the virus, go to a smaller town. You know, there you go. Boom. B- buy 25 houses in a in a community, and then there, bingo, bango. You got you got yourself a bubble. It's simple. I should be GM. I should be Prime Minister of Canada. You yeah. run that country. I would run that country so much better than Justin Trudeau. You have no idea. It would be I, we, we'd be smoking right now our, our industry. We'd be the best country in the world right now. Canada's maybe maybe top fifty. I believe that you believe it, John. I do believe I could do better than a drama teacher. I know that. <laughs> he was a drama teacher, Tim. Then he was the prime minister of a country, just because his last name is Trudeau. That's it. Let's see. If his last name wasn't Trudeau, not the prime minister. No chance he's the prime minister just because his dad was the prime minister he got in if my dad was an astronaut it doesn't make me good enough to be an astronaut it doesn't it's the family business right it's the family business yep no my dad builds tall buildings i'm gonna go and start building a a skyscraper yeah because my dad knows how i mean i must be able to be able to do it it's it's like that scene from step brothers where he thinks he can be a doctor because his dad's a doctor and it's like not about what you know it's who you know and just keeping it in the family (laughs) I don't remember that scene, but it sounds oh, hilarious. Is so that good. Will Ferrell or John C. No, Riley? It was John C. Riley. Is it O'Reilly or John C. Riley? C. Riley. So it's not. It's, it's not. It's John C. Riley. Riley. That's that's one of the funniest movies I think out there. I was thinking if you could watch any movie again for the first time, having never seen it before, I think Step Brothers might be that movie for me. I I don't think that's the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie for the first time. It's a really funny movie. What would be yours? For the first time, I yeah. really enjoyed Dumb and Dumber. I, I thought that <laughs> yeah. was really fun. That's like, I, and mind you, I saw when I was like an early teen, so that just it was right in my sweet spot. But it was just a funny movie. Yeah, you know, there's so many one-liners in that, and they're not like they don't swear. It's not crude. It's just a really funny movie. I like when he's like, "Nice set of Hooters." What? <laughs> All the owls. Like, it's just funny stuff. It's just really funny stuff. Yeah, we got fired yeah. again today. The gas man called. How do they know how to make- these guys are pros? <laughs> it's just funny <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I would watch that one. 
Dumb and Dumber. That's, that's a good just, one. You can't beat him. Anyways, Tim, I think that's it. I think next week I have some exciting interviews lined up. Yeah. Are we allowed so, to tease it out yet? Yeah. Well, I'll just say there's a couple of Hall of Famers and then a guy who we've talked about a lot on the show who's, who's I would say, would you call him a star in the NHL? No. <laughs> wait a, wait a, the guy we were going to have tonight? Yeah, way to pump it, Tim. A star? <laughs> he's, a, he's a good player. He's, I don't think anyone's ever called he him a star. He makes like $6 million bucks. He was so good his rookie year. But... Oh, he was unbelievable. I played with him. He's tall. Very tall. Almost as tall as me. I would say my tallest teammate. Yeah? If you guys can get it. Tweet it out. Tweet it at me. But anyways, we're going to get him next week. Christmas throws a wrench in these plans because everybody celebrates Christmas. So we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll just say Ray Bork's one of them. We're going to get Marty Turco on and then the unknown player. If you guys can guess, let us know. But anyways, we're going to get those under the uh, under our belt and we'll release those. Hopefully, I don't know, next week, the week after. We'll figure it out. Holidays, it's, it's hard to kind of get our schedules wrapped around each other. And then my wife wants to come on again. Yeah, I'd love to have her on again. She is just chomping at the bit to get on this podcast. She's got a story to tell, John. Oh, my gosh. it's She's out of control. Every time I turn the computer on to start up a podcast, she's like in the background. What are you doing? I've been seeing her a lot lately back there. Hey, Tim. <laughs> you want to talk? You want to be on it? I'll be on it. It's just really funny. So we'll get her on next week. We'll have a nice chat. Tim's going to come over for dinner maybe. And, uh, man, we'll, we'll chop it up a little bit. We have Mrs. Scott on the podcast. Of course I'm kidding. She doesn't want to come on. She's not that desperate. She's got a lot of stuff going on. But she does want Ben Hankinson to come on the podcast. She just said that because she's right beside me. So maybe I'm not joking. Ben would be great, too. He was a great guest. He was good. Ones. Yeah, we'll get him on. He had COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, he's healthy now, though. He battled it and fought it off, and he's good to go now. We can talk to him about that. Can you get it through Zoom? Uh, I think you can. Yeah, a guy I know got it through Zoom. Well, then we should probably wait to see if he's tested negative. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll call Justin Trudeau to see if it's possible. I'll call Justin Johnson, okay. get him on the show finally. Yeah, we got a lot, of, a lot of balls in the air. But anyways, everybody, have a good weekend. Get prepared for Christmas. Very exciting season. Um, and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, everybody. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Dropping Underscore Gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple Podcasts. it's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love thanks and see you next time Football is back, baby. The playoffs are around the corner. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads, totals, to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. You better believe I made a boatload this year, my Buffalo Bills. I bet on the Bills every single week with the spread 
straight up bid, boom. I, I got money in the bank because of Bet Online. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.